Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is the second message in a series called Forgotten Virtues. At the time of this recording, we were having strong thunderstorm and we lost power for a few moments. As a result, we lost the introduction to this message. However, the vast majority of the message is still intact. This message was about loyalty. The point that I'm going to be making in a moment is that loyalty has to be proven and not just proclaimed. When we pick up in the message, I'm making the point that when we arrive at heaven, we or will be told, well done, meaning our loyalty was proven. Thank you for listening this week. Well done, person of loyalty to me. You were loyal to me. You believed my word. You listened to my voice. Well done. I'm going to give you all of this. You see, loyalty to the Lord is rewarded by the blessing of God. But you cannot, you cannot say, I'll be loyal, Jesus. Because if you, and it mattered to God. Because he's not going to hear what you proclaim. He's going to hear what you prove. He's going not, he's not going to hear, well, if you, well, I said this, I said that. I told the Lord I was going to be loyal. And God said, I don't care. I want to see you live loyal. I want to see you live righteous. I want to see you do these things and be this person. And then we'll talk. Then we'll talk about blessing. And then we'll talk about, because God's not going to reward those who are disloyal. One of the things that, that we see, I see a lot of times in ministry, is I see uh, this, this idea of trying to determine to God what your terms are. You know what I'm saying? You tell the Lord, God, I'll do, I'll work for you, but it's got to be according to this. Like you got to hire an attorney or something. Like God, I'll be your, I'll, I'll, I'll preach your word, I'll say this, I'll do that, I'll, I'll do all these things, Lord, but, but I got to have these things. God says, no, you want, you want these things? I want to give you these things. You want blessings? I want to bless you. You want to be fruitful? I want you to be fruitful. But I also need you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and my righteousness and all these other things are going to be added to you. You come to me first and seek me first and listen to me first. Then I will give you all these other things. But my requirement is your proven Loyalty, proven loyalty. The Bible speaks about in Genesis chapter 22, going back to verse 6. Go on back to verse 6. And I want you to see something here. The text is trying to show us some very powerful things. Genesis chapter 22, verse 6. The Bible says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. What do we know about the wood? It was split, wasn't it? It was ready for the altar. It's 
So if he's going to lay it on his son, how's he going to lay it on his son? He's going to put it on his back, laying it upon him. So how are you going to carry wood on your back? You've got to have it tied up, don't you? You've got to have the wood tied up in order to carry it on your back. So Abraham took this tied up wood. The text doesn't directly say that, but we make that assumption based upon what Abraham's actions were. That he gave Isaac this wood, tied it up, put it on his back, and Isaac carried the wood. Now follow along with me all the way down to verse 9. And look at the end of the verse 9. It says, oh. This thing's turned off. Verse 9 says, And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You see the first one? The first one was that he bound the wood and he put it on Isaac. On verse 9, he bound Isaac and put him on the wood. You see it? Okay, that's the Bible messing with you. It's telling you there's something going on here. I gave you the literary device a few weeks, several weeks ago in the ages of time. It's called a chiasm. A chiasm. And what it means is these two things relate to each other. So if that's the case, let's go down one verse. Back to verse 6. The latter half of it. And the two of them went together. So if we're in a chiasm, we should see these two things relating to each other. Look over at verse 8, the latter half of the verse. So the two of them did what? Went together. Say, so what does that mean? Why, 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 why is the Bible doing that? Why is verse 6 relating to the end of verse 9? And why is the latter half of verse 6 relating to the latter half of verse, verse 8? And the reason why is that the text is telling you what happens in verses 7 and 8, you need to really pay attention to. It's saying this is related to this, and it's giving you the drill down so that you will understand what happens in verse 7 and what's going to happen in verse 8 is the whole point of the story. And so when he looks, so what we find about looking at this is that we literally, this is the only time we see in the Old Testament that Abraham has a conversation with Isaac. This is the only time recorded in the Old Testament that Abraham has a, has a conversation, a word-for-word -word conversation with Isaac. And so there must be something about this conversation that talks about loyalty, that speaks to the heart of Abraham that the Bible wants us to see. So looking at verse 7, the Bible says, But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here, am, here I am, my son. And then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. What, what does Old Testament, what Moses is trying to show us is that Abraham's conversation with Isaac is to declare to us so that we would recognize the beauty of what Abraham's loyalty and faith to God is all about. 
There are five different speakings here. Look at your text very carefully. I guess it's, it's broke, so we just have to open your Bible. Look at your text very carefully. The Bible says, count with me, but verse 7, but Isaac spoke, that's number one, to his father and said, that's number two, and my father, and he said, that's number three, and then he said, that's number four, and look the fire and the wood, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, that's number five. So there are five statements of saying things in this old passage right here. So you have, so if we have five, that means there's a middle. The third one is the points. So what are we doing? We're, we're unlocking a mystery here in the text. Five different statements of saying, the word said, Isaac spoke, said to his father, and said, then he said, and then Abraham said five different times. What am I belaboring the point for? Because the third one is the point. And here's what Abraham said. This is what it says here. He said, here I am my son. And what Moses is trying to point out to us here in Genesis is that the point of Isaac being bound to the altar, the point of this whole thing is Abraham saying, here I am, my son. Why? Why is this important? Why is this critical for literally faith to be brought into the world? The essence is this. The essence is Isaac says to his father, what's going on? Where's the sacrifice? My father. And literally, Abraham is probably thinking the last thing he wants to be called right now is father. Because what are fathers supposed to do? They're supposed to protect their son from harm. They're supposed to protect their families from harm. They're supposed to, they're supposed to be there for their family, not be the one to influence harm upon their family and yet in the midst of all this conflict in the midst of all this pain in the midst of all this thing that Abraham he could have been running down the road he could have had Isaac far away from the Lord but he says here I am son I'm right here on this mountain where God asked me to be I'm not running like I probably would want to run I'm not leaving like I probably would want to leave but I'm right here this is a hard thing Isaac this is a hard thing for me to do but I'm right here Oh, I hope you get this. Here I am. Now, if you, read the, if you read this whole chapter, you will see three times Abraham says, here I am. If you read in Genesis 22, verse 1, the Bible says, and God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. And then you find the third, the second one in our text. Here I of him saying, "Here I am." And then the the third one on verse eleven, where the angel of the Lord called to from heaven and said, "Abraham, Abraham." So he said, "Here I am." So what do we do again? It's a miniature chiasm here. We have one in verse one, one in verse eleven, and the middle one's the point of it all. And the point of it all is that when God started this journey, Abraham was there. When God ended this journey, Abraham was there when it God was in the middle of the journey Abraham was there his loyalty was tested and it was proven from the beginning to the middle to the end every time asked God asked him where are you Abraham says I'm right here God I don't know why I'm standing here I don't understand why I'm doing this thing I don't understand why you've asked me to do this but I'm right here God I'm being loyal to you because you deserve my loyalty 
We don't, we, we miss this when we, when we try to excuse our disloyalty and excuse our suffering and excuse it and make, and make all these different statements about our own situations in life. I want to tell you, God is asking all of us, where are you? One more parallel back to the garden. We find Isaac. Isaac spoke to Abraham and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. And then he said, look, the fire and the wood. Where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Where is the lamb? Again, if you remember last week, when God comes to the garden and asks Adam and Eve, where are you? He's not asking them what is their location because he knows they're cowering behind the bush over here. He's not interested in them just saying, I'm over here. He knows right where they are. The Hebrew in this text is not asking, it's not a Hebrew word that's asking for location. In, the, in this situation, in, in the garden, as I told you last time, it's reflexive. It's saying, where are we? We should be walking together. We should be walking together in the cool of the garden. We should be, we should be together. Where are we? Why, are, why have you departed from me? Now in this particular text, Isaac is asking essentially the same thing. He's not asking Abraham. He's not saying, Father, where's, where's the lamb? Meaning, where's the location of the lamb? He's asking where did the lamb go? Where did the lamb go? Where's, where's the lamb, Father? You see, if you understand what happens in the garden, after, after Adam denied God and took the food, took the fruit, then what does God do? He asks where they are. And then after that, he takes an animal and kills the animal and creates clothing for them and then covers their nakedness and they walk out of their covered and it's the first time we see the Lord and it is promised in Genesis 3.15 that the Lord shall provide. The Lord shall provide. But here is Isaac and it makes you kind of wonder what's going on because he's saying, why do we have to have this sacrifice? Where did the lamb go? Like there had been a lamb covering up to this point, and now it was no longer available. Oh, you'll get this later. That there had been a covering up to this point, but now a new sacrifice was going to be required. And so when they, and another way of saying it like this, Father, didn't the Lord God sacrifice the animal back in the garden and cover us? Where did the lamb go? Didn't he cover our sin? Didn't he cover our transgression? And what God is doing here, he's changing everything through Abraham. Because Paul 
Paul is literally going to quote this later. He's not saying in Abraham's seeds. He's saying in Abraham's seed, meaning Jesus. He's pointing to Jesus. And Isaac is saying, where did the lamb go? And Abraham is telling his son, listen, it is not about anything that we can understand. God has asked us to be loyal. And here's what we're going to get by being loyal to the Lord. He shall provide the lamb. He shall provide the lamb. It may have seemingly ran out and people may question what's going on. And there may be people bound in darkness and bound in chains. And they're bound in the sins of this world. And they're asking, where's the lamb gone? Where's the lamb gone? I want to tell you that he has provided the lamb still it's available to whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved it's available to you this morning you don't have to live in darkness and you don't have to live in fear and you're asking god lord i've heard of your pain i've heard of all your power i've heard of your might but i've got this drug addiction i've got this trial i've got this thing in my life where has the lamb gone and the bible says in the mountain of the lord it shall be provided there is a hill called calvary where he stood up on that hill and he provided for all those who asked the question where's the lamb gone it's the name and above all names than the one that saves you and delivers you his name is Jesus Christ and he has provided for you this day praise the Lord praise God brother where has the lamb gone he's on the throne ready to break every chain ready to break through, but he needs to hear from you. Here I am. You see, when you don't, when God asks you, Where are you? You got to say, You got to be like Abraham three times. Here I am. And he's going to ask you when you start on this journey and he asks you to do something hard, he's going to ask you, Where are you? And you're like, Man, we had church last night. It was on fire. God moved. We ran the altar. And you're like, God, and God says, where are you? I'm right here, Jesus. Then in the middle of the week, when the enemy has beat you to smithereens, and you don't know which way you're standing, and God says, where are you? And you say, here I am, God. I'm still standing here. They tried to take everything from me. They tried to beat me down. They tried to get me to give up. They tried to take it all from me, God. But I'm still here. And I'm not giving in. The answer's not here yet, God. The answer's not there. But I know in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So I still stand here. Waiting. But still here knowing that he shall provide. And then you get to the end of the journey. And you're at the very end of your walk of this trial. And he asks you, where are you? Where are you? And then you can step back and say, had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, 
who kept me when I was in the cave, who kept me when I was downtrodden, who kept me when I didn't know where I was going, who walked beside me, who gave my enemies unto me. Had it not been to the Lord, I surely I would have died, God. But because of your mercy and because of your grace and because of your power and because of your love, here I am, God. I'm standing right here. I'm right here in my blessing. I'm right here in my miracle. I'm right here in my deliverance. I'm right here, right here, right now. I'm here, God. I'm here. And I'm going to walk here, God. I'm going to live here. I'm going to be loyal to you when no one else wants to be loyal. I'm going to live loyal to you when everybody else falls away. Why? Because had it not been for you pulling me out, I'd never been where I am today. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.